Welcome everyone to Crypto Chat with Chapo. This is a podcast dedicated to all things crypto and NFTs. If you're looking for some insightful conversations with experts in the new developments in the crypto world and some general information on cryptocurrency, this is the podcast for you. I discuss all things crypto related through the lens of NFTs, crypto, and its leaders in the space. If you're interested in learning, we have you covered. It's unbiased information, a little more laid back than the typical crypto podcast. Join me and come chat with us anytime for insightful, irreverent, and all-around fun about the latest and greatest in crypto. Hey, what's good, everybody? Today is January 1st, 2023. This is episode number 151 with Crypto Chat with Chapo coming at you today wow first day of the new year um yeah typically i don't you know really get too drawn into you know like a new year type of thing um to me it's just kind of a, a another day and you know i try not to get tied up in that i think my biggest issue here is trying to remember that it's 2023 it's probably going to be march before i start to uh, compute that in my in my old coconut but Nonetheless, I'm going to give it a try. What What is this year going to look like in crypto? Wow. Boy, if I had the answer to that, you know, I probably would share with you. When I say probably, you know, I first want to get the best prices on the tokens that I'm looking at because that's kind of the natural thing to do. But um, as we go through this year, you know, if you would have tried to predict last year, 2022, I think you probably could have got at least it, at least the downward trend, a, a lot of people weren't feeling that way necessarily in January, but, um, you know, I've been bearish since December, December of 2021. And, um, I, I wasn't bearish enough that I had the smarts to, to remove some of my positions in a few tokens before it all went kaput, but I did finally, uh, salvage a lot on the back end and some people didn't some people you know wrote it out maybe they were trading on other exchanges i.e fdx and maybe they put had their money in luna so you, you know that last year was not the best year in crypto and it was maybe not always the best to uh, be a part of but it it, it was certainly a, a learning experience for me and i hope that you were able to learn something last year as well, and hopefully uh, there's some takeaways there for you. Uh, I think I tie this into, you know, my just general life experiences. You know, I work with kids uh, quite a bit in what I do outside of crypto and podcasting. I've done that for a number of years, and I really enjoy it. And this is, you know, this is the common thing that we, when we talk to the children, I mean, even, even if you experience some setbacks on your own, you kind of know what to say to kids and other people, you know, you, know, you will recover, you know, this is a, something you can learn from all of those things along the way. We do take that for granted and it's easy for us to forget that. And so I kind of keep track, you know, I keep a little journal and maybe this is a little pro tip for you. I keep a journal of the things that I encountered across the year and what I learned from it, what the challenges were at the time. And maybe uh, I would come up with a few 
uh, personal solutions to the problems. And then finally, you know, when I feel like it's been resolved, I go back and, and, and update the journal entry. And I think that's pretty good. I did that a lot with uh, learning in crypto. And I think it's actually a pretty good overall strategy in life. I was talking to a buddy of mine at a recent wrestling tournament, and his son is one hell of a wrestler. I mean, he, he, his son's an amazing wrestler. He was a three-time state champ and went on to wrestle at Division One at Missouri, and that's where he's at as a freshman. And um, my buddy's son had this the biggest, really one of the biggest tournaments in the year for college wrestling outside of the NCAA finals, which would be the uh, Midlands tournament um, in, in Illinois. And unfortunately, my buddy's son missed weight and he wasn't able to wrestle the weight class that he had had the varsity spot for at and my buddy was pretty upset about it and you know i you know just talked to him and and just gave the advice that i would give other kids is like you know this is something that you, you know he has to learn from and you know i framed it as what did you make mistakes in your life and you know the, the response is always many and so while we want especially with our children to avoid mistakes that we made mistakes and failures are essential to development kids adults young humans and too much in our culture i don't know if this is like this in other cultures or not i have no idea but in our culture, there's a lot of trying to avoid failure. Now, while we don't want to go out and seek failure necessarily, but what we want to do is be okay or be open with the, the possibility of failure. And I've done this with my kids and with, within reason, you know, when we're not talking life damaging, you know, mistakes. We're talking about an opportunity to learn from our failure. And I know I have learned a ton from my failure. So I always looked at it and continue to look at it is why would you want to rob an individual of that learning experience as long as it's, it's a safe outcome. In, in this incident with my buddy, you know, he missed weight. It's not the end of the world. I mean, most people don't even know the kid, you know, so it's not the end of the world. It may feel like it at the time, but there's a, there is a lesson there. And, you know, maybe the, the lesson is taken and, and, and we move forward. Sometimes we have to have a repeat lesson. I know that I've had repeat lessons and that's never a fun thing. However, you're having that repeat lesson because, because you failed to learn it. And it wouldn't be a, re, a, a repeat lesson if you had learned the lesson because it wouldn't have happened. So when we have those repeat things, take note because you are missing out on something. Now, there are always things in life that are beyond our control. And why we feel like we might find a lesson in there, the, the lesson is probably not exactly what we're looking for. Maybe that lesson has to do with our own perceptions, our own expectations, our own openness to failure or success. And 
on each one of those, how do we then go to the next level? All right, sorry, I digress there. But looking at 2023, these are the things that I'm going to be doing in order to find what I'm looking for. And what I'm looking for is a greater sense of joy than I've had in the past. And a greater sense of love for others. Even, 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 I know this is schlocky, but this is me talking. This is being, me being real. You know, I can be a funny guy. I'm kind of a smart ass, you know, in, in a good nature way. And, you know, I like to joke, but then again, I, you know, I'm, I'm not looking to hurt anybody's feelings. I'm not looking to be a prick, if that makes sense. But, you know, good fun's okay. And, but for me, I'm looking for finding joy in the things that I didn't find in, find joy in, in the past. And they're simple things, you know, instead of complaining about work finding the joy in the work, finding something that makes me happy and focusing on that and, and letting go of the other things. And I, I had a, a tweet the other day about forgiveness. And forgiveness has been a challenge for me. And in that challenge, I, I allowed my joy to be robbed from me. I really did. You know, I had a, a, a bad breakup, breakup with my ex-wife. I, I mean, we were, there was no infidelity. It was nothing of, the, of that nature. You know, uh, you know, there was no kind of abuse, emotional, physical, sexual, anything like that. It was just one of those things where two people grow apart. You know, I, while I didn't want it to end, I also wasn't happy the, with the way things were. And I probably... Because I wasn't happy, you know, I wasn't the best husband that I could have been. And like I said, no infidelity, not from her, not from me. But, you know, I then had some very hard feelings towards her and her family. And, you know, it really took me till this summer, which is almost four years later, to forgive. And, and it, it's felt great. You know, it's moved me in the right direction and it's opened me up to, you know, a lot of positivity in my life that I was really, really missing out on. And that's on me. And and that, that's been my great lesson. So actually, if you would have told me even a year ago that I would be thankful for my divorce, I would say you were crazy. You know, I have missed my kids. I still miss my kids, but it's a different way. You know, I only see them 10 days a month. So that's, that's painful for me, but it's by forgiving. I've also been able to let go of some of that hurt and try to find ways to connect with them when, when we're not together. So, so, and I, I looked at the forgiveness in this way, and then this is what my post was basically start forgiving someone on little things, someone who cuts in front of you in line at the supermarket, some of them, somebody that's driving slow in traffic, somebody that says something maybe rude to you just to forgive them. You know, they don't have to ask just like what, I, what I do is I think of times when maybe I had a bad day and I didn't react to something well. 
and I think, well, I'm sorry for that. Feel bad for that person. They're having a rough day, and I'm just going to forgive them. And I hope that whatever is bothering them, that you know, they get some comfort at some. And I started little and worked my way up. It's like lifting weights, you know, that I was starting to forgive all these little things as a practice, as intention, as purpose. And then as I did all these things, I got to the heavy weight. I got to the heavy lifting and I was able to do it. And it's been freeing and something that I didn't think I was going to be able to. So that that's my goal. I wouldn't say it's a, it, I don't make new new year's resolutions. I don't do that. What I do is I try to start at a point wherever I'm at and move forward on that. And so it isn't a new year's resolution that I'm going to find more joy. It's a, it's an objective that I have and it's objective. I'm going to have my whole life and I'm going to find the joy and I'm going to find my passions and I'm going to follow my passions like this crypto podcast. I think that it has helped me grow. It's pushed my boundaries. I still have a lot more learning to do. I want to get better at this. And that is my full intention. And I enjoy doing it. And I enjoy bringing projects to you guys, the audience. I love interacting on Twitter with people. And I'm just going to continue to do that for fun. And maybe something comes out of it. And maybe I just have a hobby that I'm shouting into an echo chamber for the next 15 years. I don't care. It's fun for me. I have a vision of what I am going to turn my studio into, and I'm just going to simply moving, keep moving in that direction. And that's something that I'm going to continue to do. I don't set goals. I set objectives. And a goal typically has like an endpoint objective is just a general process. And that's where I'm at. So I hope that you can do that too. So there isn't a ton of crypto alpha clearly in today's podcast, uh, but there was one NFT project that reached out to me to, to take a look at, and I actually have been following them for a while. And I think it's worth looking at the, the NFT project itself. The NFT is maybe, 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 maybe a little expensive in the bear market. That being said, I think what they're trying to do, it makes sense to set that price. Because, you know, there has to be some sort of startup fund, etc. So this is called Onigiri. I'm pretty sure I'm saying that right. And if, if I'm not mistaken, Onigiri is, is it like a sushi wrapper or a, uh, let's see here. Yeah, it's a, it's a Japanese rice ball. And boy, let me tell you, I had one of these in Japan. No, no, no offense to the project. The seaweed that's wrapped around it is god awful. It takes... It takes a strong person to eat it. And, and I'm, I'm vegan, so I wasn't vegan at the time. But I am now, and I just look at it, and I'm like, yeah, I do that. But the project is pretty cool. And you can mint one of these still. There's only 299 supply. And I'm going to be retweeting uh, something they sent me out. And I have been following them for a while. And let's go back to, I'm going to go back to the, their page and go to their link tree. And, okay, you can go to the mint. Mint now. There's still some available as far as I can see. And it's just pixelated art. But the utility here is they are building a marketplace. And the marketplace, which is really neat, is basically NFT 
uh, gear or NFT or any crypto related uh, clothing, etc. And they are going to produce, let's see what they have here, products right now. I, I like this. I think this is cool. I do think there's a market for it. Okay, it's not. Okay, here comes the products. What do we have here? It looks like they have hats, t-shirts, hoodies. Uh, it looks like they have some stickers. You know, stickers you can put on your notebooks and stuff. And I really like, I like where they're going with it. I think there is some potential here. They do have some collaborations already. One project that I have, uh, two projects that I actually hold as far as NFTs would be the Beacon, which is a really hot game on Arbitrum right now, and the Lost Donkeys. Lost Donkeys, what a fantastic community of people. I have interacted with several of these uh, individuals on Twitter, and they are just dang good people. And they are the kind of people that really make me happy in this space. The Lost Donkeys, they're building a game as well. And I think that it would be worth your while just to take a look at this marketplace and look at this NFT to see if it's something that might be interested in you, might interest you. Even if you don't buy the NFT, I think the marketplace definitely has some value. There are some, there are a few benefits for holding the original NFTs. Let's see what we have here. I don't see what it is. I think it was, had, had something to do with some, uh, you know, uh, discounts on the gear and things of that nature. I'm not sure if it was revenue sharing as well. I, I could dig deeper into that later, but I think it is a pretty cool concept. Check it out today if you have the time. This has been episode number, wow, 151, isn't it? Uh, Crypto Chat with Chapo. Have an amazing New Year's Day. I'm glad everybody was safe. Be safe today. Have fun with your family. Be in the here now. Be in the present moment. And I will check you guys out tomorrow. This has been Chapo. The podcast is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only, without any express or implied warranty of any kind, including warranties of accuracy, completeness, or fitness for any particular purpose. The information contained in or provided from or through this podcast is not intended to be and does not constitute financial advice, investment advice, trading advice, or any other device. You understand that you're using any and all of the information on this podcast or through this podcast at your own risk.